Welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is not the 16th of January. It's actually the 17th. But we're going to pretend it's the 16th after that horrible clusterfuck of a show that I posted yesterday. All apologies. I am so sorry. I do not know what happened. Um, Once again, for those that have never done it, you got indicators. It was capturing auto just like it is right now. But about one hour and 38 minutes into the two hour and 30 minute show, um, it stopped capturing an OBS. So you see my lips moving, but you're not hearing the words, and then you hear the sound bites, and those all came through. So what we're going to do is right now on Podcast Addict or SoundCloud, where it's held, they are uploading, or I am uploading, a edited copy of yesterday's audio where the 138 cutoff, we stop. You won't hear the Tucker 20-minute uh, blurb. But I'm going to try to recreate the segments that I missed by going over them now, playing the This Is America and articulating it, and closing the show up par- properly. It'll be less than an hour. But I didn't want to put out a great new, you know, a, a new show and then talk about my new website and link a jacked up video because I I just got to apologize. I will be more careful. I'm going to start checking the files from now on. I mean, I should be, but you get in your role and you're just going and everything's working good and you just don't think about it. And and once again, these indicators right now, if I can show you, it shows it moving up and down because my voice is moving or my voice is, is talking and it's literally catching it, but somehow it wasn't transcribing it into the audio. So, Let's start up uh, roughly where I believe we stopped. And and I I think the premise that I was trying to get to um, is the censorship that we're going through are from people that are horrible people. And they do not censor their speech, period. And then I'll try to redo one of the greatest rants I've ever done, and that's not being arrogant. That last 20 minutes... I went the fuck off, and none of it was captured, which maybe that's good, because with Big Brother watching, who knows? So, uh, stories like this are my theory, where we're allowing these people to tell us what we can say. My 14-year-old daughter description of the movie Dunkirk isn't just a bunch of white boys waiting for boats. Dunkirk. Harvard Institute of Politics asked Rep- Representative Stepanek to leave its advisory committee because she made public assertions about voter fraud. And it ties into the article I talked to yesterday that <clears throat> they believe that's a precursor to be serious. 
And a lot of my rant was about never-Trumpers. Never-Trumpers, rhinos, people that freaking hate Trump. They're all for this. The bulwark, conservatives. Actually, deplatforming is good. Mozilla, who got hammered by cancel culture. We need more deplatforming. And today, I watched the Benny Report. I taped it for shits and grins. I cover him. I follow him on Twitter. And, I actually, you know, he's, he's this conservative guy. And he had Schaefer, Elijah Schaefer on. And this next tweet was from Cat Turd that I don't think I read yesterday. The FBI is rotten to the core and save your breath saying it's just leadership. We are now two-tiered banana republic. And it was a Jack Probosek tweeting, mega moms have begun getting FBI visits. It ties really good into this Elijah Schaefer. So he went to document, because he's a conservative reporter, the Trump rally. And while he was there, he left six minutes early, well before Trump said, go to the Capitol. And he went to the Capitol. And at that time, instigators were attacking the Capitol. They beat up a cop and hurt her, and she hurt her head. And he filmed that. When he went home, by the next morning, he was canceled. His YouTube channel was demonetized. His videos were restricted because he was showing... Not that he was for an insurrection. He was showing the whole impeachment was bullshit. Yes, Trump was wrong. Yes, Trump shouldn't have gone there. But their timeline for him instigating a riot and then having a riot is total false. He reported that talking to actual officers, they were told by Mariel Browser to go low on officers, have a low presence. She told the National Guard not to have guns. And they knew this is going to happen. Does it make what happened right? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, in my humble opinion, the left knew this was going to happen. They knew it was going to get violent. And they let it happen. Because never let a crisis go to waste. They knew they could get their new boogeyman. And then they can say, well, we need to make a second state. Because look how long it took her to get the National Guard. And the National Guard was unprepared at her orders. Oh, we can't, we got to get rid of the filibuster because conservatives are all seditionists. It's all bullshit. So he's been deplatformed for putting out the truth with the FBI's assistance because the FBI is leaking shit to fucking journalists that will hurt conservatives. But we're supposed to trust that institution. Once again, remember, the left hated the FBI because they talked about Hillary's emails. Then they loved the FBI. And then they hated the FBI because they blamed him for not uh, the last-minute release. And it fucked up Trump because they checked uh, Wiener's computer in two hours with 7 billion fucking emails. And then they loved the FBI because Comey came out against Trump. I mean, it's been an off-and-on relationship over there. 
I think we covered this, and this is about where my lips went out. If censorship is so good and we need to silence voices, Harold Ford Jr. is on Fox News and he has a Mao picture done by Warhol. They excuse it away as, oh, it's art. But if a conservative had a picture that was art of Germany or anything else, it's why Jordan Peterson is thought to be a fucking Nazi. He has all this art of Nazis. It's a little disturbing. And that's why they went after him. He has them because they're real art. It's very expensive. That's why he hangs it up, I guess. I don't know. I think it's a little creepy. I saw a documentary and I kind of stepped back like, why would you hang that shit? But not for lefties. We excuse it all away. Slate. Half the country is chillingly preoccupied with their right to talk shit. That's how they're breaking down the need for censorship. It's okay. It's okay to censor the right. Never Trumpers are on board. Censor everybody who disagrees that Biden got 80 million votes. Censor them. But then you have this. Biden election officials have been arrested for widespread election fraud in Texas. Felony charges include election fraud, illegal voting, illegal vote by mail, possession of official ballots. Election fraud is investigated and prosecuted in Texas. Why isn't it in Georgia? No news agency covered that. None. None. And then while we're going down this, a FOIA is requested to find out about the raid on the Capitol. They won't release it. Bail fund promoted by Camelia Harris won't share records of alleged criminals that sprung from jail with a 50% recidivism. Nobody has a problem with that. Nobody even wants to know why the vice president gave money. All they know is she's better than Trump. And then you pile on top of it, COVID. All of a sudden, remember I said there would be two ways this is going to go down. They're going to lock down the government for fucking ever, or the country forever, so they can install everything they want and go to town. Or they're going to be like, oh fuck, we can't destroy the economy anymore. We need to open everything up. Now Cuomo, Lightfoot, fucking every liberal that has been locking down this country is saying, lockdowns are hurting the economy, we got to open it back up. While these stories, and this comes from the Epoch Times... 55 people have died from getting the COVID vaccine. 55. The media won't report while we're censoring everybody's opinion. Twitter, Facebook hemorrhage $51,200,000,000 in market value. For the record, Republicans aren't the rich party now. That's the Democrats, never Trumpers. It's Democrats that are the rich people. That's just normal Americans. Because remember, as much as you want to race it away and say everybody that questions the election, even me with my friends, when I say I just don't believe the 81 million votes, I can't believe that number. I can't believe least amount of counties. I can't believe bellwether. I can't believe 
that Trump got more POC votes. It just doesn't smell right. I'm not saying Biden didn't win. I'm not saying to attack the Capitol. I'm just saying it all smells fucking fishy with 80 rule changes so they could do mail-in ballots that used to be fucking horrible, but now they're great because they knew that was the way they can just get any vote through and you have to do voter ID or signature checks or anything. We need to censor those motherfuckers. Shut them up. But 75% Republicans believe the election was bullshit. 30% of Democrats believe it's bullshit. They don't even believe their guy got 80 million votes. I mean, Barack Obama was God. He was God. And then we get this shit. Joe Biden on Inauguration Day to sign roughly a dozen of executive actions addressing climate and racial equality. Economies in shambles, huge unemployment, COVID, it's a virus, it's killing us, Trump is a virus. Oh, wait a minute, they said Trump leaves, we don't have a virus. Incoming White House Chief of Staff Klein previews Biden's coming executive action, says they will address four overlapping and compound crises, the COVID-19 crisis, the resulting economic crisis, the climate crisis, and racial equality. And also, set up an immigration with a path of citizenship and no deportations for 100 100 days. So now there's 6,500 motherfuckers coming from Honduras because they know they can get across the border and they won't get deported. And he keeps saying 11 million. That's a lie. It's more 19 million. We need to censor people for different opinions, goddammit. Then you get this. Jim Skudo, CNN. U.S. Capitol Police. I did not cover this yesterday in the clusterfuck. U.S. Capitol Police arrested a Virginia man as he attempted to pass through a police checkpoint in downtown Washington Friday with fake inaugural credentials, a loaded handgun, and over 500 rounds of ammunition. Folks, the man who drove into D.C. with a Glock and 500 rounds of ammo, his wife tells me, this is a real journalist, he was a private security guard. He was hired to help secure the Capitol grounds. He's charged with carrying all that firepower without a permit. He wasn't a mega guy. He wasn't coming to kill Biden. He was hired. Also, he was not accused of presenting phony or fabricated credential. He presented some, and a police officer determined he wasn't authorized to be in that area per the court hearing today. The fuller story, man stopped a Glock 500 rounds of ammo near Capitol was private security guard, his family says. He was not accused of showing phony credentials, but a non-government credential, and an officer decided he wasn't authorized to enter. The world. On the left, the original scary story. On the right, the story. CNN clown news strikes again. They'll never retract that. Scudo won't because they want to keep up that fear. You need the boogeyman. And the boogeyman is anybody who doesn't think like us. Anybody. I mean, right now, Wolf Blitzer. This is a journalist. I spot these National Guard troops at normal Washington Street corner, not even near the Capitol. So many streets have been closed. It reminds me of Baghdad, Mosul, or Fallujah. Never Trumpers, all of them. Bobhead, yeah, that's so sad. They knew there was a riot coming. 
They did nothing about it. If Trump did that, you'd be up in arms saying, well, it's really up to Trump to secure our sacred ground. They purposely let it happen. All indicators show that they knew. Homeland Security knew. The FBI knew. Everybody knew. And they just let it happen. Because they need a boogeyman. They are so in on this that the world is so fucking upside down. Biden, this is CBS. Biden minimum wage proposal could lift more than 1 million workers out of poverty. They don't talk about how actually it'll put a whole fucking lot of people out of work. It'll make a hamburger cost $10. They they don't want to talk about that. And then you get into the litany of things that I put on my... um, This is America that I can't play the music anymore. So we're going to break them down. The first one is going to be um, Jacob Blake in an interview saying he did have a weapon. The second's going to be CNN, damn AG, mock comparison of any riot the Republicans could do to their wholly sanctioned COVID-free social justice gatherings. A warrant. They didn't say why they were there? Mm-mm. They didn't say anything to me. Did they tell you that they had a warrant for your arrest? No. Some sort of struggle follows. Police believe Blake is reaching for a weapon more than once. Blake denies this. Police deploy a taser multiple times. Blake pulls the taser prongs out of his skin. Officer Shesky and Blake end up in a physical altercation on the ground. We see you, you walk away from the officers after they try to grab you. I'm rattled, you know. I realized I had dropped my knife. I had a little pocket knife. So I picked it up after I got off of him because they tased me and I fell on top of him. With an open knife in hand that Blake says fell out of his pocket, he walks around the front of the vehicle towards the driver's side door. What are you thinking at that point? I'm not really worried. I'm walking away from them, so it's not like they're going to shoot me. I shouldn't have picked it up, only considering what was going on. At that time, I wasn't thinking clearly. You were thinking once you get the knife into the car, you were going to just say, throw myself to the ground and, you know, put my arms behind my back. Because if they did it there and they killed me there, everybody would see it. According to the Wisconsin Criminal Investigative Report, Officer Shesky says that Blake drove the knife towards Shesky's body. Blake denies this. Blake opens the car door, and at that moment, Officer Shesky grabs the back of Blake's shirt and starts shooting. You said that we can just look at the video, and the video tells everything. There are going to be a lot of people who look at the video and say, in the video, you're walking away from the police. So why didn't he just stop and do what the police are asking him to do? I couldn't hear that. All I heard was screaming, screaming. My ears was ringing, so it was all muffled. If the police were fighting me, if they were, if they were tasing me, I would stop walking away from them, and, and they would have my attention. I mean, I had not left or tried to run at that point. That when they tased me, I had my hands up. 
Officer Shesky's attorney says Blake was given every opportunity to comply, but he chose not to and insists that, quote, the officers acted according to their training. According to records released in a Wisconsin criminal investigation report, in the past, Blake has been arrested for attempting to flee police and for resisting arrest. These charges were dropped. Well, very quickly, what do you think about the argument that the people like Ken Cuccinelli keep trying to make? Well, you know, this was just like Black Lives Matter protests over the summer. How is this any different than what happened in Portland? Well, let's be honest about that. And I think that people like Ken Cuccinelli, who I heard on another station last week, actually try to criticize the Capitol Hill police officer who shot and unfortunately uh, killed uh, the woman who broke into the Capitol. Cuccinelli was actually calling for de-escalation. Are you kidding me? When have you ever heard this administration talk about de-escalating violence? This is selective, it's inappropriate, and it's outrageous. In regards to Black Lives Matter and the comparison to an attempt of insurrection at the Capitol, I think it speaks for itself. When people like General Mattis make clear that what this was was an attempted insurrection into our democratic ways, we know quite easily that the Black Lives Matter protest was unbelievably different. And by the way, do not let anyone, including Ken Cuccinelli or other elected officials, tell you that Democratic elected people did not condemn the violence that occurred during the summer protests. Yeah. They always did. I always did. I got to tell you, though, trying to overturn an election with violence, including violence on police officers, is something very, very different. And they should be held to account for their lies. Attorney General Carl Ray saying we really appreciate Now, let's ensure we understand. Kenosha burned for weeks off that lie. And we are months later, and the media still is going with it. He wasn't armed. He was never armed. Yeah, okay, you can you can say unequivocally shooting a dude seven times in the back. Yeah, that's wrong. But while you're saying that as a news agency, you should be at least able to tell the truth. And that truth is he was armed. But they can't even say that. We we won't say that. Why would we say that? I mean, seriously, why would we say that? We need that fucking strife. We need African Americans and POC and mostly woke liberals and never Trumpers to be all fired the fuck up and believe that there's a concerted effort by all law enforcement to go out and kill black people. We need that. And when we do it, we get people to the vote. They'll go and vote. And we'll win the election. I mean, they already stoked everything with COVID. Made it a great, raving fucking lie. Everything about it was a lie. From start to finish has been a lie. Down to death counts. That's science. That's fact. It's, It's all bullshit. Everybody knows it. It's a terrible thing. 
If you're in a certain category, it will kill you. It's not what I'm saying. But with the percentage of death that's literally below 1% and it's killing only a certain age group, but we close schools, we close the economy, because crushing the economy makes Trump look bad. So that's a good thing. That's what we want to do. And then when you go through the real deaths, and then you find out it isn't disproportionately killing black people, we're talking percentiles, 1% or 2% more than their population. Well, that's a lie. And then we find out people get struck by fucking lightning, but they had COVID positive. Well, they died of COVID. Even down to if you wear a mask or not, if you're going to get COVID, you're going to get it. And while they're fear-mongering, they're getting COVID. They go back to work a week later, or they're Chris Cuomo, and they fake the funk, and yeah, it, it works. We got a censor, though. It's very important. So the next two tracks that I played on This Is America is literally AOC calling for basically school for journalists to go to to learn how to be better progs, and then a Biden official thanking Stephanie Rule for her advocacy. There's absolutely a commission that's being discussed. Several members of Congress in some of my discussions have brought up uh, media literacy because that is a part of what happened here. We're going to have to figure out how we rein in our media environment so that you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican governor, you don't want to lay off first responders, educators, essential workers. In fact, you want to rehire them. So there is so much common ground here, Stephanie, that I am excited and I'm especially uh, optimistic about the ability of of one Joe Biden uh, working with Kamala Harris to work across the aisle and make this happen. This isn't about D or R. It is about A. America. There's not a lot of programs that get support from the Chamber of Commerce and Bernie Sanders, but that's actually what we've heard in the last 14 hours. Let me say one other thing before you let me go. Uh, You know, there's been a lot of people pulling for this. Your help has been extremely important because not only have you continued to amplify some of the things that we're trying to do here, but you've been in the weeds and you've talked about the very policies that have been knocking around for a long time and that we've finally been able to get together and put into a plan. So I want to thank you for your advocacy as well. What the actual fuck was that? What's exactly what we knew it's going to be. For eight years of Obama, we never talked about bad things. We only talked about good. We found out about everything evil well after Obama left office. Well after. I mean, it's a fucking joke. But once again, never Trumpers, people like that, hey, they're fine with this. Trump's so bad, we gotta get rid of Trump. Trump's bad. It's just bad, bad, bad. Get rid of Trump. Get rid of Trump. I mean, whenever you criticize, oh, no, 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 no. Biden is a unifier. Yet every time we stumble across little nuggets of information, look at the Lincoln Project. Lincoln Project has quietly deleted J.W. Gopp from the website after they found out that he was talking to minor men. Tom Elliott, this is weird. I'm trying to research 
Lincoln Project tweets and line of the news about the co-founder, somehow the usual from Project Lincoln search functionality does accosted or, or approached accosted, same difference. Twitter, you know what Twitter said? It was a bug because they were protecting them. And those are the people that are deplatforming all these people for hateful speech and blah, 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 which distills down to you're just questioning the election. You're just saying it smells fishy. You're not calling for overthrow or sedition or anything they come up with. You're just saying this is bullshit. I mean, it's so butt blind. I got to play. This is from Mar, and it goes in with earlier in yesterday's show where they literally are talking about Mitt Romney. It, listen to this shit. A year from now, which party is it? Is it Mitt, Mitt Romney? Is definitely, I think, going to run in 2024. Never too late. Biden <laughs> and Trump have proved he's not too old. Used to be too old for Mitt Romney now. Now it's perfect for Mitt Romney. And he's going to run till he's a million years old. He seems like Nelson Mandela at this point, Mitt Romney, doesn't he? Nelson Mandela. He literally gave people cancer was Axelrod's line. He had a dog on a roof. He had a car garage. He had binders full of women. He said Russia was the biggest threat to America. And they said, including Katie Couric, your 1984 policy is calling you, Mr. Romney. Get the fucking fuck out of here. Liz Cheney, that's you, man. In six months, that's you. Because invariably you're a Nazi. But these people are so butt blind. They say these things and forget that we have a memory, that Google can suppress it. But I remember 2012. That's when I liked Ryan. I remember. It it is just Tom fucking foolery. Then we got Vox. White women have always been part of white supremacy in America. If we ignore the role of women in enabling the U.S. Capitol riot, argues Anna North tweets, we can't understand white supremacy in the U.S., let alone dismantle it. A reply, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Stop separating people based on skin color, you trash. Riots is no longer a dirty word. Dismantle your account. Isn't that true? Riots are now a word again. You couldn't say it in the summer. You couldn't say it. And remember, this guy is a major Democrat player. And I'm thinking to myself, if we were in other countries, we would all right now, all of us together, all of us together would go down to Washington and we would stone Henry Hyde to death. We would stone him to death. That's not insightful. And I know it's dated, but you could go anywhere and find shit that he said. I mean, that's that's what he says. 
He says it all the time. During the election, and once again, those that aren't digital don't understand this, but uh, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, and we played it on the Tucker soundbite. Um, you know what? I'm going to play this. Let's play this um, because th- th- I, I omitted it from this section, and it's on the last video, but you'd have to fast forward to it because it got all fucked up. So this idea that saying that Pennsylvania was rigged or that we were trying to steal the election, unquote, that's a lie. And that you do not have the right. That is not protected speech. The second those tweets went up, they should have been deleted. That's not deplatforming someone. It's it's deleting lies that are yelling fire in a crowded theater when there is none. And there's a difference. That is not protected speech. He can talk all day about what his favorite football team is or that he's the greatest president in the history of the world. But no one, Republican, Democrat, whatever, has the right to say those kind of incendiary lies. Okay, for those that don't know, it's mostly never Trumpers because they were too glued in on get Trump, get Trump, get Trump, get Trump. This guy talks shit the entire election. So there's no way by the end of the counting... Trump will win. And then, let's just be realist. In 2016, it was okay. They all said it from day one. They challenged the election. They didn't go to the election or the inauguration. They said it was okay. Nothing was wrong with this. Cheryl Atkinson, warning label. This claim is determined to be ridiculously false. Signed, U.S. Constitution. Will Twitter take it down? I'm not advocating to do so. Just pointing out if they were fact-checking and treating supposed false claims fairly, they would. But she's wrong. Because now that is not protected speech. And never Trumpers are for that. The most astounding thing, Epoch Times, I'm not going to read it, it's not censorship, it's a coordinated effort. New York Post, sent to me by a never-Trumper, the left's bare-faced hypocrisy, divine. Going to read this one. What a difference a week makes. On Wednesday, we discover the House Democrats actually support police. They're against mob violence. They believe law and order. They believe in harsh punishment for rule breakers. They believe in accountability. They care deeply about civility. They believe words matter. They abhor intemperate rhetoric. They are against coarse language. Fancy that. They believe in peaceful transition of power, at least this time, as opposed to 2016. They believe in electoral college. They believe in legitimacy of the people's vote. They believe in walls, at least when it comes to protecting their own place of work. They even believe in bringing the National Guard to quell civil unrest. They believe in guns, at least when their own safety is at risk. They revere American history and institutional norms. They honor the founding fathers. This is what we learned while watching the Democrats in the House impeach Trump for the second pointless time in 13 months. We learned that they almost, to a man and woman, suffer from acute case of hypocrititis. And she's right. She's 100% right. Unbelievably right. She's right. You can't do what you did for four years. Never Trumpers, the media, liberals, and then come back and say, you can't question the election. And as stated with friends, liberals were less caustic 
to me saying, hey, it smells fishy. That's all I've ever said. Never Trumpers talked to me like I had a fucking dick growing off my forehead. Like I was two steps from a retard. I know you're not supposed to say that word, but I said it. I was two steps. I was a little slow. I'm un-American. What the fuck? How could you do that in four years? How in four years can all of a sudden it change? Well, it can change because they hated Trump. I mean, that's what it really starts. It starts about they hate Trump. So their enemy before is now their friend because they have a dual purpose. Get rid of Trump. Make sure people that like Trump agree with Trump. All of them are silenced. You don't need a platform. It's sedition now. And it'll be in sedition in 2024 if a Democrat wins. And they do this same cockeyed, we're going to change all the rules. And they'll come up with a new reason why you can't leave your house and vote in person. I mean, these never-Trumpers are the same people that used to say voter ID was important. That it was a farce to say voter ID was suppressive. Or it was against minorities or whatever. Because it is. I mean, they got fucking IDs. You can't get snap with IDs. You can't get a fucking prescription without ID. You can't take a dump without an ID. But, you know, they were for that. Now, not checking signatures, mail-in dates coming way after the fucking election. None of that shit mattered because they had a common goal. Take out Trump. Trump's the devil. And then we get the AP, WAPO, New York Times... Extremists exploit a loophole in social moderation podcast, and they've started. They're going around and taking out any podcast that has a lot of followers that was directly saying the election was rigged, stolen, taken. Yet in 2016, CNN rating, MSNBC ratings... Every podcast, the Bernie Bros, the Pod Save America, Obama Bros. Those podcasts took off. They sprouted thousands of podcasts. And never Trumpers listened to it. It was good shit. Because Trump's bad. We hate him. We just fucking hate him. He's a horrible person. So when I closed the podcast... I played Victor David Hansen. We're going to play that, and then I'll do a surmised rant, since I cannot replicate 20 minutes of me spouting off, fucking screaming and yelling and cursing, which was lost yesterday. Across the political spectrum, Americans are condemning the violence we witnessed last week at the Capitol. Yet many in the mainstream media continue to link all Trump supporters, the majority of whom remain peaceful at that rally where the president spoke, to what they're calling domestic terrorism. Trump is the um, spiritual, but I will also say operational leader of this domestic terrorism effort. He tells them where to go. He tells them what to do. He tells them why they're angry. Um, and so uh, we need to start at the top, like any counterterrorism effort, which is total isolation of the president of the United States. Let's start there tonight with Hoover Institution Senior Fellow Victor Davis Hanson. Good to have you back, sir. Thank you. 
Okay, that's, that's you know, not all. Uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw, Republican, tweets this. He says, this was always their intent. It's not enough that their favorite villain is gone. Now they have to paint tens of millions of Americans as racists and bigots, truly vile, but incredibly predictable. So where do we go from here? Yeah, yeah I think you can all, I'm a philologist, so I always look at the language. So who uses more terms like re-education or deplatform? are deprogramming and it's from a totalitarian point of view that's how they look at it and now that uh, we have a new administration coming in we have a democratic presidency senate house we've had this sort of coup among big tech to eliminate rivals that are conservative they deplatformed donald trump they're a little bit giddy and it's almost like we're replaying the Jesse Smollett or the Covington kids or the Duke Lacrosse where we all rush to judgment, we're gonna put people in camps. I think the PBS lawyer that was caught on tape said maybe we should put Trump supporters in camps. I think somebody else mentioned sending the suspects if they're uh, found guilty to Gitmo. So it's this excess. And then we take a deep breath and I think in the next two weeks, we're gonna say, yeah, it was, it was reckless to keep questioning the election beyond the choice of the electors. But Donald Trump did not tell people to go over there and cite a riot. In fact, the timeline suggests that maybe people were already breaking very dangerously so the law while he was speaking. And we're also learning in addition to that, that the more Donald Trump is off Twitter, he's not talking. He's not replying in kind, and that's an irony because there's sympathy building for Donald Trump while they're on Twitter mm -hmm. and social media with all of this excessive, scary, totalitarian language. And then we have an impeachment, Shannon, when there's no special prosecutor, there's no special prosecutor's report, there's no Ken Starr or Robert Mueller involved, there's no cross-examinations, it's just one day, wham, and now we're going to have a Senate trial and it all looks like something that we in America don't do. And he's gonna be leaving the office in seven days. And so the left always does this. They create this hysteria and then they get a backlash and that's what's happening to them. And I don't think they're aware of it, but they're going full totalitarian and there's going to be, uh, there's going to be a reaction. I think it's already started. Yeah, and we, we cover and we have covered and had people on this show and, and across the channel, we're covering people who maybe went to the president's speech or went to the rally, had no idea what was going on at the Capitol, never went down there. They say they're losing jobs, their businesses are being canceled and deplatformed, and they're having all kinds of trouble. You mentioned that some of this may actually, in some ways, be making the president uh, and his followers more empathetic to people. Um, do, do the Democrats risk going too far with this and, and torching themselves in 2022? Absolutely, and we're going to see more and more of it because, I mean, what you just described is something in America we abhor called guilt by association. It's McCarthyite, it's Salem witch trial type thinking, and we're trying to destroy people's lives by being associated in a rally that was close to a riot or an assault. And this is in part, we're going to see things in the next three weeks. I think we're prepping for something that we haven't quite seen. We're going to try to end the filibuster, we being America. We're going to get rid of probably the uh, Electoral College, maybe the nine-person Supreme Court, maybe let in Puerto Rico. These are very radical steps, new voting law. And all of a sudden, we're making these Orwellian changes to prep our psych psyches. Think about it. All of a sudden, we were told you had to have a lockdown, and the, it was we were in a deadly lockdown. You couldn't eat outside. Now, all of a sudden, our big city mayors are saying, you know, maybe we should lighten up and get the economy back. 
what, what changed? Mm -hmm. we're, in the, we're the COVID outbreaks per million are, are as severe as they ever were. So the American citizens looking at this and they're saying, this isn't America, where all of a sudden these official party lines start changing and all of these new realities start emerging. It doesn't have anything to do with the truth. And I think they're really upset. Well, and when Donald Trump, we've known now, he steps back and doesn't tweet and lets the news cycle play out, then people say, you know what? He's, he shouldn't be treated this way with this impeachment and this rush to judgment trial in the Senate. We don't, we don't try people who are out of office. That's something mm -hmm. that doesn't happen in America. It's not constitutional. Yeah. And so I think that's what's well, going to happen. It's happened so often in these it, melodramas. Yeah, if, if the things that you mentioned come to fruition about the filibuster in Puerto Rico and the Electoral College and everything else, people can't say Democrats didn't tell them that's what they were going to do. Um, so if they carry it out, we'll be reporting on it and following it. Um, Victor Davis Hanson, thank you. Always good to see you. Thank you. And I'm checking. And we're good. <laughs> He's dead on. He's dead on. And... I want to close with first, more importantly, FOPPodcast.com. Thank you, Matt in Oregon. FOPPodcast.com. It's the go-to site for the podcast. For this, this video will be linked there today. <clears throat> and to contact me, you will be able to see on the website, and we're going to go to it really quick. So let's let's do this, and then we'll David Hansen and close this bad boy out because we have the website at foppodcast.com. And when you come on board, you will see welcome. You will see the video embedded in the center. Find out more, okay? And then on the bottom right corner is a pop-out for question, and it brings up your name, your email, and you can send me information. It'll go directly to my email account. So you have the video you can watch there or go to Rumble. You have the Find Out More where you can go to the SoundCloud account, which I'm going to add a layer that will have SoundCloud, the video or the audio embedded, so you can just click on it and get the link there. You can contact us at the bottom, all right, by hitting the pop-up little symbol. So please bookmark foppodcast.com and you'll be able to find everything you need instead of writing down everything else. The only thing not on here is my Twitter account, but it really doesn't matter because with Twitter, the way it is, and you know, I, I don't tweet that much other than, hey, I just posted a podcast and Gab is still not functional. I've tried Gab. Um, I like it. It's a cross between Twitter and Facebook, but it's so overflowed because it's their own infrastructure that they can't handle all the people leaving Twitter and going over there and the people that left Parler and going over there. It's, it's a little cramped. So back to David Hansen. Um, you know, I've sat and thought about this a long time. And, and as I started the show yesterday, I talked about it and I said, you know, I've talked to so many people. And when I get done talking to the people, is that going to be in the way? No. Um, liberals, of course, they hate everything conservative. And they're histrionically saying things about that riot when they didn't say it. Trumpers, to the person, 
said, that's fucking horrible. And then days later, they said, hey, man, it was more than just Trump people. It wasn't just Trump. They unequivocally said Trump didn't incite that, which is true. Should he have gave the speech? Should he have been pushing that it's all rigged and fighting it after the court said no? No, no, he shouldn't have done any of that. He probably shouldn't have been there that day. He should have let them just do their own thing and have surrogates say things, and he should have stayed above the fray because he's the fucking president. But that's not his way. It's never been his way. He's a showman. He gets off on those big crowds. And, you know, back when Obama did it, we thought it was great. Look at those crowds. Even when they hijacked a German concert and he gave his first speech in Germany and they took those photos with the long crescendo of people. And then when the 2012 came, when Romney, who's now Nelson fucking Mandela, they would take the picture of the upper deck because there was nobody sitting there. Remember that? That's how we used to portray Obama. We've never done that with Trump. What they did is they just said those are all a bunch of white supremacists or KKK members or now Proud Boys. I mean, I heard Proud Boys so many times, it's just fucking hilarious. Proud Boys are the devil now. A group of gay, black, Hispanic ex-vets who supported Trump. But they're all racist. But I but I digress. They all said the violence was bad. And like BLM and Antifa, which the media did and everybody else did, said it wasn't all their people. And compared to it, the size of people, that's a true statement. BLM and Antifa went nationwide and raped, pillaged, and burned. And it was skewed away as a few people in the crowd. With this, it represents everybody who voted for Trump. But the group of people between those three sects that were the worst on this, that lacked any intellectual honesty, who outright before they heard a ounce, a scintilla of proof or reporting, were never Trumpers. If they had their way, they would have Alec Baldwin him, stoned him to death. They hate him so bad, they unequivocally say he incited that. Even though the words they use in the, in the impeachment's all bullshit. Even though it was started six minutes before he said those words, that's factual, there's video evidence. Even though we know that the Democrats knew it was coming, they didn't tell the president, they didn't secure the Capitol because they wanted to use this for the boogeyman. And they probably didn't know it would go this bad. They don't care. And if I look at all the four years of Trump, the people that I look at and point the finger at is never Trumpers. You hated a person so bad, you were worse than Democrats. Democrats are going to hate him. Democrats are going to call him a Nazi white supremacist. Democrats are going to call his supporters Nazis and white supremacists. There was no way in hell we could have a cult of personality like Trump that is not one bit different than the cult of Obama. And they weren't going to be labeled white supremacist KKK trash. We've been doing it since Reagan. It's what the left does. But Lincoln Project, the bulwark, never Trumpers, 
from day one, you were just like the Dems, and in some cases, worse, looking for anything to impeach him. You were all down with Russia stole it. In arguments with two never-Trumpers, they barely admitted Russia was a lie. Two and a half years, $30 million, it wasn't true. And the simple premise, because once again, I ain't got a horse in this race. I'm not a Trumper. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican, even though my beliefs align more conservatively than they do with the liberals. Other than, you know, I don't give a fuck about how you live or who you fuck. I don't care about any of that shit. It's none of my business. I just don't want to pay for it. I don't want to pay for your abortion. No. You don't have to pay for my ED pills that I don't have. And my hair plugs, which I don't have. I ain't paying for your problem because you couldn't get your free goddamn birth control. That Sandra Fluke, a college-educated Ivy League person, secured for you. Yeah, I Once again, I, I don't have a horse. But these two groups are identical. It's a cult. And never Trumpers went after that cult. They went after the president to find a way to impeach him. They went after fucking the voters and called them all shitbags. You believed in the second impeachment. You believed in the first impeachment. Those are all bullshit. You know it was bullshit. Back when it was Clinton, it was bullshit. Principled Republicans knew it wasn't right. That's why the Senate didn't convict. You just hated a person. And then you're going to hop back in the cart and say, I'm a conservative. And here's the problem. It'll never be Romney's party. It'll never be a McCain-type party. It'll never be any of these never Trumpers party. Michael Steele, Bill Crystal, all these principal conservatives who stand on the Chuck Todd pillar of proper decorum. It's not going to be their party. The conservative movement, from my perspective of talking to people all over this goddamn country, they're done with this liberal right. That's what never-Trumpers are. That's what the conservatives are. Everybody's elected. They don't protect us when our rights are being taken away. They're for the suppression of just an opinion. They're for confiscation of weapons. I mean, for fuck's sake, the first people to offer up stuff during the Floyd incident, which was a total fucking lie, it was wrong, the cops should have gone to jail, that is fucking abuse, but he was already dying. And Jacob Blake, he was armed. And all these other incidents were Republicans. They put up bills to curb police violence, which doesn't exist. Because once again, we're just doing per capita. Nobody wants to say that out loud, but just like COVID, it's per capita. And it's a couple percentages more when most of the violence is in urban centers and who lives in urban centers, African Americans. Let's just be fucking honest with this. Washington Post carries it. More white people get killed. More unarmed white people get killed. It's all a fucking lie, just like fucking COVID. But what do Republicans do? 
since Obama, all we've done is try to repeal the ACA and the Born Alive Bill. And we did 95 fucking times. Simultaneously, because they're not digital, the younger ones are, rights for conservatives to just have a fucking opinion are gone. And that's the most crushing thing about it. For four years, never-Trumpers were just great with saying Russia stole the election. Just great! There had to be voter fraud. I mean, in one incident, he's my idol. I probably emailed 12 fucking emails saying the same thing, laying it out over and over and over. And it's the same perspective that got me de-platformed from YouTube. It's not unequivocally saying Biden stole the election. It is saying 80 rule changes, stopping vote, massive fucking dumps for just one candidate, not the down ballot, in five cities. If Donald Trump did it and Biden was winning and then we woke up and Trump won, the entire country would burn to the fucking ground. There'd be murders and the media and CNN would lose their fucking shit. Lose it. But now, that's sedition to say, hey, that's pretty fishy. And when I finally said it to the two never-Trumpers, in bold face, in an email, that I believe I will never not question the results of this election. I'm not saying Biden didn't win, but I'll never not question that something was off with the mail-in voting and who actually voted and 80 million votes for Biden. I'll always kind of asterisk this as it was weird. It wasn't normal and you can't justify the demographic shift, the bellwether counties, the least amount of counties. You can't justify all that with just mail-in voting. Something was off. That's when the conversation stopped because they're no different than the left. They believe now I'm a seditionist and it's my fault people raided the Capitol. Anarchists, free supporters, the fucking CNN guest, never Trumpers, all these people, just not Trumpers, or not never Trumpers, but megas, they all attack the Capitol. It's being proven it's a group of fuckheads that hate the country and think violence is the answer, and they all should go to fucking jail. I'm one of them for an opinion, yet these very same people did it for four fucking years. Because in their mind, Donald Trump was a fucking cretin piece of shit. His base was a bunch of lowlifes. And there's no fucking way I'm going to let my country be run by those fucking losers. And that's been their attitude since the moment he got elected. And I have more problem than that than Democrats. Because if you're going to come out now and say unity and unify and Biden's a great guy and the same thing, both never-Trumpers said the same, but trust the republic. What do I have to trust? We've lived in an upside-down world since 2000 where truthers were in White House staffs and birthers were put out of the public sphere. Both of them should have been put out of the public sphere. Both of them should have been ostracized, but they weren't. Where lefties can burn, rape, and pillage and get away with it, but if any 
conservatives gather, they're white supremacists, KKK trash. All of them are trash. Where the digital world, you say anything, you get banned, suspended. My 75-year-old mother gets suspended. My wife gets suspended. All under the guise of community standards. But it's really you spoke out against liberals. And as in this podcast, I never said the election was rigged. I said it smelled fishy. But I get deplatformed from YouTube because now YouTube and Twitter are crushing anybody that's still questioning the election. It is tantamount to treason now. Treason. And once again, you're part of the rioters. You took a dump on Nancy Pelosi's desk. And these never-Trumpers are going to try to take over the conservative movement. And that's not where the conservative movement is anymore. They're not you rich, elite, fucking college-educated motherfuckers. It's all blue-collar, fucking working people who are sick of getting shit on. Sick of being told every day they're fucking white supremacists. Sick of being told they're fucking behind the times because they don't know the 99 pronouns and a bitch ain't one. Sick of being told little kids need to learn about white fragility and intersectionality and come home with homework saying that America stole everything. Sick of COVID relief being handed out by race. And lefties being able to say, kill all Republicans and sell their merchandise, but mega is now no longer monetized. You can't buy it. It's off every platform. They're sick of hope and change being a slogan for a party and mega being racist. They're sick of watching people since 20 fucking 16 get beat for wearing a fucking hat and these principled conservatives doing nothing to stop it. Not even talking about it. It's not a one-off. It's been happening for four fucking years. And for me, I never wear a party's hat. I'm not mega. I don't believe in idolatrizing a fucking politician who doesn't really give a fuck about me, whether I live, die, or grow mushrooms in my crack. They're all the goddamn same. That's not. That's why I'm not part of a party. But I do believe in a country where free speech is for everybody, not just the chosen few, and that people can walk down the street with whatever garb they want. It's their right. If they want to fly a fuck America flag or a fucking Confederate flag, whether they want to put back the blue or all cops are bastards. That's our country. But in the media, in the digital world, with never-Trumpers, with Democrats, ACAB is good, MEGA is bad. Looting and burning good, peaceful demonstrations. It's not the Capitol. It was locked down. It was stopped to steal. Every one of those, whether you agree or not, are protected under the First Amendment. But those were all termed white white supremacist fucking seditious. David Hansen is dead on. It's not going to get better. 
Because as we start this next round of the new socialist states of America, where everything's done on intersectionality group, these people in the streets, not the one tech in the Capitol, but protesting, aren't just going to go home and say, okay, they're still seeing the squeaky wheel gets the grease. BLM, a a group that wants to overthrow this country, destroy nuclear families, defund all police, and wants reparations for $21 trillion, they get $350 million from all these big techs, all these companies, including Walmart. That's not even accountable. But the NRA is being put out of business. Planned Parenthood gets $650 million a year so they can chemically abortion 650,000 fucking babies a year illegally under the Hyde Amendment, but it's just a big, huge fucking money laundering scheme because 50 million goes back to Democrats. Don't say Waldorf. If you say Waldorf, I'm going to throw a fucking booger at you. It's not Waldorf. The Hyde Amendment didn't cover chemical abortions. That's how they got around it. And they don't even call it chemical. They call it emergency contraception. People are seeing it. They're not stupid. Google can suppress it. iPhones can suppress it. Microsoft can suppress it. The news can suppress it. Never Trumpers can suppress it. People don't forget that Ronald Reagan was a fucking Nazi. So all these 10 principled Republicans who are great people Now, beautiful people will be fucking Nazis in a year because they won't agree with something. They'll vote against something. And no, lefties, never Trumpers, Liz Cheney will never be president of the United States. Nobody's going to vote for Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney's done because the party's not you. You are just a Democrat who doesn't like their far-left stuff. But you're more aligned with them than you are with the conservative movement right now, which is, we're done. And you're going to go along with $15 an hour, and more of your people are going to be unemployed, and this growth, this mega movement, which won't be called mega anymore because you won't be able to say mega, because for the the country, we can't say those words because they're so horrible, and they can incite a riot or whatever the fuck, but... BLM, kill all cops, fry them by bacon. Yeah, we can say that all day long. That's great. It's just going to keep growing. And you're going to have more violence. Did I just call for violence? No. But you're going to have more. Because every time the left gets violence, they get money. They get their way. They got a president and a senate and a house now that is just going to do everything they do. Which is my last point. As stated a couple podcasts ago, for the first time ever, I look at Pelosi and Schumer, two fucking subhuman pieces of shit that should never still be in office, but I respect them. At least they listen to their base. The Republicans haven't listened to their base. That's how Trump became president and hijacked your party. We all looked and thought Bernie was going to hijack the Democrats. They got smart and listened to their base. Republicans don't listen to their base. They might do the ACA. 
campaigned on border security, and they didn't even assist Trump in putting up a wall. Even I, a non-Trumper, looked at it and went, what the fuck? McCain politicked and campaigned on on removing the ACA and was the deciding vote not to remove the ACA. He was almost dead. That's how he became a great person. These people aren't going away. And if you won't have them as your constituent, well, then you're not going to be in office. Because as if Georgia showed you anything, 300,000 people didn't show up. Because nobody in the Republican group until after actually said anything about the election, which is what their base was saying. And never Trumpers will say, oh, that's fucking horrible. That's not listening. That's giving up your... No. Only never Trumpers and the left and the media want to quell over what happened in this election because they want it to go away because they don't want Trump. But once again, if the shoe was on the other foot, that's not what you'd be saying. So that's how those... 136 seditionists, treasonous, fucking 14th Amendment should be kicked out of office, people. That's why they stepped up. Because that's what their base was saying. It's one of the rare times they listened. You're either going to have to learn how to get a backbone to be a Republican, or you're going to get primaried. The Tea Party took over what, a quarter of the Republicans back under Obama? I'm not a political science major, but I guarantee you this movement, whatever it's going to be called, is going to take over more. The left will say it's scary and we must vote them all out because they're all part of that riot. But it's a movement of quiet people who've sat in their houses, watched their TV, abided by the lockdowns, did everything they were fucking told, and then they were told, you're a white supremacist piece of fucking shit. You don't deserve COVID relief. You don't deserve a voice on on, uh, digital platforms. You're not American. You're a fucking piece of shit. And never Trumpers... And the establishment conservatives all did this. And that's what they're missing. I don't vote for Republicans because I'm a Republican. I vote for Republicans to protect me from the fucking overreach of a complicit media and a socialist Democratic Party. And so as both the Never Trumpers said, trust the Republic... I have no trust in the Republic because those motherfuckers aren't going to stop getting rid of the filibuster, getting two new states, getting rid of the Electoral College. They're not going to stop it. They're more concerned about not getting canceled on Twitter and getting their TV spots on the media than actually protecting Americans and their rights. Other than Josh Hockley, name a Republican who's actually paying attention to this incredible big brother socialist crackdown of everybody's voices. Who? He's it. 
they were too busy writing up fucking laws to restrict fucking police. You can't run a society where there's two rules, there's two rules of law. We let all these people out because of COVID, but we're manhunting and arresting and fucking imprisoning everybody who went to the Capitol. They should all be imprisoned, but so should have all the Antifa and BLM people. But 10,000 people got arrested, a majority of them got released, and everybody knew, they saw it, and they're part of that movement that Republicans look down upon. Never Trumpers sneer at. You can't have a democracy like this where one side can say and do and the other can't. It's a simple analogy. If you keep giving one dog a treat, eventually the other dog gets really mean. And if people don't start paying attention to the 75 million people who voted against Biden's policies and less for Trump, and then they go and say they have a mandate and try to install all those, we're in for a bumpy ride. I said it a year ago, I'll say it again. The Capitol's horrible, but when you condone it, you allow it, you incentivize it, you monetize the left's riots, What the fuck do you expect? What do you expect? And all I got off number Trumpers was, what a shame. What an embarrassment. But I didn't hear any of them saying that all summer, while normal Americans were losing their businesses, their houses, getting beat, being murdered, and 36 cops were murdered. I didn't hear that. That's where we're at. That's fucking scary. It really is. So this wraps up the correction to January 16th. Fucked up podcast. I'm going to post this separately. It'll be linked on thoughtpodcast.com. And I'll post this audio separately and put it on SoundCloud. As stated, I edited out all the fuck-ups. So the only thing you're not getting is the Tucker soundbite. Our next podcast will be, this is the 17th, uh, we're going to go with the 20th. And uh, it will definitely not be two hours and 30 fucking minutes. Make sure to bookmark FopPodcast.com. Check out the Twitter account at FopTonyReed. The SoundCloud you can get, or the podcast you can get on SoundCloud by going to FopPodcast.com. You don't need to email anymore because you can talk to me at FopPodcast.com. As always, disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah yeahs. And tune back in Wednesday for a show that I promise won't come in two parts, the gigantic correction, and an apology. Thanks for listening, and take care.